Hey, dear listener, Anthony here. Before we hop into the show, I wanted to let you know about an incredible new resource we just released, The Five Rules of Investing. Dan and I are huge advocates of modeling the behaviors of the people who have done what you hope to do. And who better to model when it comes to investing than legendary investors like Warren Buffett, Howard Marks, and Ray Dalio? This free ebook breaks down the simple time-tested strategies of billionaire real estate investors that you can use to take your investing to the next level. So head over to InvictusMultifamily.com and grab your ebook today. All right, now let's hop into the show. One of the best ways to get started in real estate investing is to start small with a duplex, triplex, or a quad. And you might be saying, I don't have the money to start investing, let alone to start small. But it's a lot easier than you think, and it doesn't take as much money as you'd think either. There's a lot of financial options out there that people just don't generally know about. I personally started with a triplex that I purchased for $246,500. Since then, I've grown the portfolio to around $70 million. But here's the deal. When I started out, I had very little money, and this is one of the biggest hurdles for all new investors. Now, there's a common misconception in real estate investing that you need a lot of money to get in. From personal experience, this is just not true. There's a lot of options out there for people who lack the capital. So here are some loan structures that you might not know about to help you get into your first deal. Let's start with the loan structure that I personally used on my first property, an FHA loan. So an FHA loan is a government-backed mortgage that's provided by the Federal Housing Administration, hence FHA. So these loans are available to people with maybe lower credit scores. So if you're young and you haven't had a chance to build up a lot of credit, this could be a great loan for you. They also allow for a lower down payment than what you would see with a conventional loan. And of course, a lower down payment means less money that you have to bring to the table upfront. Now, a requirement of an FHA loan is that you have to reside in the property you're purchasing. So it's the perfect option for those looking to house hack. And this all sounds great, right? It's a nice way for people who are new to real estate to get involved in the market but here are a few things that you gotta keep in mind. One of the very things that makes this loan so attractive, the low down payment, can sometimes work against you. Everyone knows how insanely competitive the real estate market was over the last couple of years. And in a competitive market, an offer with a lower down payment doesn't stand up so well against offers with higher down payment. Luckily, the market seems to be balancing out a bit and the unprecedented levels of competition we saw are starting to come down a bit. Now you also need to be aware of the upfront costs in your monthly mortgage payments. There are two sides to every coin. Sure, you don't need a high credit score and you don't need to put down a lot of money, but this might hurt you in the long run. For instance, mortgage insurance. When you put down less than 20%, you've got to pay mortgage insurance. This acts like car insurance or home insurance. So if you were to default on the loan and are facing foreclosure, your mortgage insurance would be responsible for paying it off. Now, many lenders require mortgage insurance of some form. However, once you hit that 20% mark, you're no longer required to carry it and your monthly payments will drop as a result. And speaking of monthly payments, because you're putting so little down, that means you're borrowing a lot more. This means your monthly payments will be higher. And the more you borrow, the more you have to pay. People sometimes don't realize that until the numbers are right in front of them. So don't let this stuff scare you. These are fail safes put in place to protect you and your lender. And if you're a savvy investor, you don't really have anything to worry about. All right, now the next loan that you might not have heard about is a VA loan. Now this loan only applies to veterans and members of the military as well as their, as their spouses. These mortgages are backed by the Department of Veteran Affairs. So the VA will repay the lender if you, the borrower, default on the loan. In addition, those who serve in the National Guard, reservists, and spouses of a deceased military members are also eligible. 
You can check out the VA's website for those specific service requirements at va.gov. All right, so this loan structure isn't all that different from an FHA loan. The terms offered are slightly better, however. Similar to an FHA loan, the down payment required is reduced significantly. In some cases, you aren't even required to put any money down at all. You can even finance the funding fee by including it in your mortgage, meaning you literally aren't spending a single dollar come closing day. Remember though, the less you put down, the more you're borrowing, and the more you borrow, the more your monthly payments are gonna be. And like FHA loans, if you're purchasing a multi-unit property, you have to reside in one of those units. Again, this is a great option if you're looking to house hack and get into real estate investing. But unlike an FHA loan, you are not required to have mortgage insurance. The mortgage is backed by the VA, not PMI, private mortgage insurance. So your monthly payments will be slightly lower without that cost. And because these loans are backed by the VA, you often see lower interest rates and more favorable loan turns that come with a VA guarantee. They're also very buyer friendly by imposing limits on fees that you would normally see during any other real estate transaction. And last, VA loans are assumable when the property is sold. This means that the VA loans can be transferred to a new owner if you decide to sell the property. The new buyer would be able to enjoy those same low rates and terms, and they don't have to be a veteran or an active service member to assume a VA mortgage. Keep in mind though, that if the new buyer were to default on the loan they assumed, it could negatively impact your eligibility for future VA loans. Another thing to keep in mind is that VA loans aren't offered by all lenders. Only VA approved lenders can issue these mortgages. Also, these loans can be risky if your property value drops. You could end up owing more than what the property is even worth, especially if you didn't put any money down and finance the funding fee. One last really cool option that you have is a VA backed cash out refinance. If you want to refinance and take a cash out of your property's equity, you can then use that capital to pay off debt pay for school or take care of any other needs. The VA loan structure offers so much, just remember to be well-informed before signing any papers. Here's one last option that you've probably never heard about, down payment assistance. Now, down payment assistance is offered by a variety of organizations like the US Department of Housing and Urban Development and even private nonprofit organizations. It helps out first-time buyers in the form of grants, loans, and other programs. Each of those organizations have their own unique eligibility requirements and how much you're awarded will depend on the organization. Typically, your eligibility is determined by your household income and credit score. The best form of down payment assistance are grants because grants are gifts meaning you didn't have to pay back any of the money. But with any gift, there are strings attached. So make sure to read the fine print before accepting any grants. Another great form of assistance are matched savings programs. An account is created where you can deposit any money you intend to spend on your down payment, and then the government agency or organization would then match your deposit. There are a ton of assistance options out there, but they won't come easy. The qualification requirements can be stringent, like requiring the recipient to live in the property for a certain amount of time, which is often between three to 10 years. You also have to be a first time buyer, but if you've purchased property before, don't count yourself out because many organizations define a first time buyer as someone who hasn't owned a property in the past three years. And last, in many cases, you're required to attend a class on home buying and finance. So with that in mind, this option should really only act as a last resort for those looking to get started in real estate investing. They can provide you with the money you need to jump in, but there are a lot of requirements involved that may limit growing your portfolio in the future. So look, no matter where you are in life or how much money you have in the bank account, there are options out there for you. So if you're serious about real estate investing, just make sure you know all your options and you have a business plan in place. And remember to always know where your exits are located. You should never go into a deal without an exit strategy, especially if you go with one of the options I spoke about in this video. I really hope this video helped you. It was a lot of information, but trust me when I say this, it's only the tip of the iceberg. If any of these loan options interest you, make sure to do a bunch of research before you make any decisions. Now, if you like this video and you wanna learn more about multifamily investing, hit that subscribe button. And if you have any questions, drop a comment down below. Otherwise, I'll see you in the next video.
Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of Multifamily Investing Made Simple. If you enjoyed the show, could you do us a massive favor? Head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. Your feedback, it means the world to us as it helps us grow and spread the word about multifamily investing. And don't forget, sharing is caring. So fire this episode over to any friends or family who you think could benefit from learning all about multifamily investing. Thanks, guys. We appreciate every single one of you, and we'll see you on the next show.